Space Croutons! Space Croutons Season 3.14 of the circumference of any circle to the diameter of that circle, regardless of the circle size, this ratio will always equal pi. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the show where space is spacier and croutons are croutonier. From the back of Van Helsing, parked in an undisclosed place. You guessed it, this is Curdy and Sully with another episode of Space Croutons 3.14. Um, Sally, what was that? What you just heard, Curdy, was a result of an online course I have been auditing called Improving Production Values in Your Podcast to Increase Profits. I just inserted improvement number one, make your announcements pop, by using a bright and bouncy fanfare to button your welcome speech. And that was... Improvement number two. Create a sense of appreciation for the content of the show. This sounds like quite the online class. Relax, folks. We're still here, alive and kicking. But Sally has some explaining to do. I inserted the explosion sound effect to incorporate improvement number three. Make sure your show contains surprises for your audience. Well, it certainly did that. But just how is doing these things going to increase profits? Simple QWERTY. The class cost us a registration fee of $39.99, which increased their profits. Uh-huh. Well, I think we'd better do something to earn a little of that registration fee back. You can do that by rolling today's commercial. Good idea, Cordy. Get on your feet and jump. Get on your feet and jump. Don't sit on that log like a bump. Get on your feet and jump. Announcing the next big thing in translocation entertainment, the new play space that is also a transportal traffic hub. We call it Transportaline Alley. It looks like the indoor trampoline park you've visited so many times to bounce your cares away. But this time, each jump to a new map can send you out of this world or dimension, returning when you land there and jump back. That's right. It's practically a round-the-world trip in one room. 
call and make your reservations today for Transportaline Alley. It's one small bat for man and a whole bunch of giant leaps for mankind. Hop in and join us today. Something tells me that that last sound was not part of the commercial, Sally. You are correct, Curdy. That was an example of improvement number four. Don't be afraid to switch gears and head in a different direction. Well, you certainly appear to be getting your money's worth from that class. How about we play today's story? Another good idea, Curdy, as improvement number five is, give the people what they want. And that is a perfect segue to a tale called, Darium Lost, Pizza Deliverer to the Stars. Here we go. My name is Darium Lost. You may know me from my viral Instagram posts chronicling my exploits as an interstellar pizza delivery guy. Yeah, that's right. I'm the influencer Darium Lost with 6 million subscribers and over a billion total views. And I'm the same Darium Lost who takes pride in being able to navigate any and every portal in the known multiverse to knock on your door and hand you a piping hot, greasy wheel with the toppings of your choice, including pineapple. I don't judge. Any place in time or space in 30 minutes or less, guaranteed. And as my reputation has grown, so has the social status of some of my clientele. Not because I need to deliver to the stars, rather because the stars want me to deliver so they can meet me. I'm a celebrity celebritizer, if you will. And sure, I've got lots of Darium Deliver stories posted all over the web. Good tippers, bad tippers, hard to find addresses or no addresses at all. But what happened last week is something better suited for your podcast. So I'm bringing it to you. It was a Wednesday, and the day started like most. I slept in until near 11 a.m. When I rolled over on my futon, I didn't see my cell phone on the overturned record crate that serves as my nightstand slash end table. I didn't panic. It wouldn't be the first time it dropped on the floor, but a quick scan below was unfruitful, so I swung my legs over the side and plopped my bare feet on the light green carpet with a loud sigh. I needed to head out the door in just a few minutes to start my delivery shift. Most of my daytime slots were local including five or six regulars, so I could just head to Matza Stellar's Pizza Cellar in the basement of the Cork Matter office building on the corner of the next block and find out in person how my schedule was shaping up. But I would need my phone for adding the later orders as they came in. And as my delivery areas widened, the multiversal GPS, an additional $5.99 a month for the expanded pack, in my phone was an essential tool to do my job right. Hey, my name may be Darium Lost, but it's the one thing I never get. So, locating my phone was my immediate focus. Hey Siri, find my phone. Fortunately, I live in a small apartment, and my voice really carries, so within seconds I heard a beeping coming from the other side of my front door. I released the lock and opened it to find my cell phone duct taped to my door just below my 213 apartment number. Attached to the outside of the tape was a sticky note printed neatly in black sharpie that read, GPS updated manually 6 a.m. this morning. You're welcome. Well, of course, I had no idea I dropped my phone when I came in last night. In fact, when I found it on the door, I was sure I remembered checking emails and texts while watching a Golden Girls rerun just before turning in. But I guess I couldn't have, could I? I mean, if it was on the floor out in the hallway. So, that was that. And I could recharge it in my car, my reliable red 
2012 Prius C I call CC Rider, which I bought new back then when I decided that pizza delivery was gonna be my bag. So, no worries there. I was just glad to get it back and get my day going. Grabbing a clean Matza Stellar's t-shirt from the stack on the big shelf in my closet, I pulled it on over my jeans, then slipped into my worn Puma suede and headed for the street. Time to get my on, I said into my phone camera screen, set to post the start of another shift to Instagram. Hope you guys are hungry, cause here I come. <laughs> then I laughed and sent the video as I started CC Rider and took off down to the corner and into the small parking lot. Hey, Shimmy, what you got for me today? I purred the owner of Matza Stellar's as I burst through the side door that's a shortcut to the kitchen. Not us so far. Shimmy is in his fifties with a permanent stubble covering a constant grimace on the sternest face I have ever seen. If he's ever had a sense of humor, it died years ago. <laughs> You're choking. No order for Lucius? No. What about Brenda Bellows? Surely she needs her Neapolitan quilter special. This is one of Mott's classics. A rectangle with nine squares of different toppings on the same pie. No, Brenda Bellows. Shimmy grunted as he continued to knead the dough. He always made the dough for the crusts. It was his pride and joy, and one of the reasons that Matza Stellar stayed so busy. Usually, I was in and out in mere minutes, as there was always someone who needed to get their pie fix. Well, today was a real fluke, and I was at a loss about what to do. If none of my regulars were hungry, I was going to have a light schedule and little to do, and that's something I'm not good at. Okay, so throw something my way, why don't you? I'll take whatever you got. At that moment, the computer dinged, and I scurried over to the monitor to find an order flashing. As Shimmy was now making small, round balls of dough, I hit the print button and practically yanked the paper out as the clicking slowed. We got a medium with pesto, spinach, artichokes, mozzarella, and parmesan cheese. Address at 84th and Broadway. Whoa, in the year 1843? Well, hey, it's local, so it's mine, right? Shimmy nodded and began to flatten out a circle of crust. Then quicker than anyone else I have ever seen, the toppings were added and Shimmy was sliding it in the oven. Eight minutes later, he pulled it back out right into the box, sliced it, and then into the bright red insulated pizza delivery container, which he then slid across the table to my waiting hands. I had already put the address into my updated GPS, which looked like it had a few changes formatting-wise. I'd check them out later. It took only a moment to display the directions to a part of the city I was already familiar with, along with a transportal I wasn't. <laughs> this pizza pie will be a piece of cake, I joked as I turned to the door. See ya in twenty, or I'm not Darium lost, I announced in the new video I was posting to Instagram as I opened the car door and went into delivery mode. As I started the car, a voice spoke from my phone. Thank you for updating to the new and improved Bevsford Multiversal GPS program. With our new features, your journey will be even more delightful than you ever thought possible. Now, at the corner, turn right. I got stoked as my route was timing out perfectly, the traffic minimal, and the stoplights all turned green just as I approached them, like I had some kind of magic power. But hey, what can I say? I am Darian Lost, pizza deliverer to the stars, right? All that was left to do when I reached 84th was to access the trans portal and I would be knocking on the door of a hungry Mr. Edgar Perry.
At the corner of 84th, drive up onto the sidewalk and continue at a reasonable speed as you enter the transportal through the front doors of the AMC theater. Huh? This was the first. All the transportals I'd ever driven through were part of the street I was on. So, of course, I slowed to a stop when I reached the corner where the movie theater sat. I said, drive onto the sidewalk and through the front doors of the cinema. You have 30 seconds to do so before the current showing of the Fast and Furious 23 crashing on the road not taken lets out. You do not want to wait if you wish to make your delivery on time, Darium. The sound of my name coming from the GPS app was new and a bit unsettling. But the voice was confident and commanding, so I accelerated toward the glass doors, bracing for impact, but instead just slipped smoothly through the doors and headed down an older-fashioned tree-lined 84th without so much as a splinter of glass or pedestrians bouncing off my car hood. There were also no cars along what must have been the street back in the mid-1800s. Your destination is on the right. Please engage flashers as there are no car parking spots at this location. It has been 12 minutes since you left the restaurant. Yes! I hit the flashers, turned off the car, and grabbed the pizza. The building entrance I was looking for was even with the car, so I swung myself around the back bumper and ran up to the door to knock. Go away, you stupid bird! Um... Pizza delivery for Edgar Perry, I shouted back. Are you sure? Um, yeah. Are you him? Did you order a medium pesto, spinach, chokes, and cheese? Yes. The door still didn't open. So, do you want your pie? You don't happen to see a big black bird out there, do you? Um, no. I looked around, scanning the nearby trees. So, Ed... If you want your pizza, you're gonna have to open the door. And you're sure you're not a bird? I promise you, I'm not. In fact, there's no bird anywhere out here. After a pause, I heard lock after lock turning and being pulled back, until finally the door slowly creaked open to reveal a small man with dark hair and a mustache who was peering around me, scanning the trees as he motioned for me to step inside the foyer. Well, I moved past him, but before he could get the door closed, a loud cawing and flapping of wings announced the surprise dive-bombing of a huge raven inviting itself in, quickly and confidently alighting on the mantle at the back of the parlor beyond where the two of us were standing. Curse, you ungainly fowl! Get thee back into the tempest! And then, another surprise, as I heard the bird clearly reply, Ah, never more! Ed turned back to me with a scowl. Now see what you did? You let him back in, and it took me three days to get rid of him last time. Shoo, you devil. Hey, Ed. It's Edgar, if you please. And it's your fault that insufferable thing is back. Hey, Edgar. I didn't know, okay? I'm just here to deliver your pizza. It's seventeen ninety-five, adjusted for your time period. That comes to 44 cents. Of course, that does not include my tip. Side note for your listeners. With these deliveries to the past, the dollar amount adjusts itself to the collectible historical equivalent of the era, and then readjusts to the current value in the present as I return through the portal. But only if the cash collected is as old as the time location. I knew this was a mistake. 
I've been trying to get rid of that thing of evil for weeks. If I go out, it follows me everywhere, cawing non-stop the whole time. So I stay in, but that doesn't work either because one gets hungry. One needs to eat to keep up one's health and sanity. So, she says, just order a pizza. What's a pizza, I ask? Oh, it's a savory flatbread with a selection of toppings baked right into a golden brown pasta and made to order, she says. What do you mean to order, I ask? Oh, you send out a request for it and someone delivers it to you, says she. Just tell me what you want on it and I will do the rest. And so I did and she did and that's why you're here. But it is still a disaster because that thing continually finds a way in and then we won't leave. And of course she left and she's never here when that bird is. Um, who left? Who else? Lenore! Ah, never more! Shut up! In the wordless moments that followed, Edgar panted, the rave clicked and cawed, and I just stood there waiting. I finally broke the silence. So, do you want the pizza or not? Yes, of course I want the pizza. I haven't eaten since yesterday, and it better be good. Charging 44 cents for one pie? Highway robbery! But if you want a tip, then you will have to help me get that bird out of here. Now! Well, how am I supposed to do that? Well, since it's your tip at stake, I suggest you come up with something. As I pocketed the pizza money, a quick gulp on my part reminded me that my throat was really dry, a sometimes side effect of transportal travel. <clears throat> Clearing my throat, I ventured... Maybe I can trick it into following me outside with food. I opened the pizza box and took a slice, waving it toward the raven. Come on, bird, follow me. As I moved toward the front door, the raven fluttered off the ledge straight to the pizza box, took a slice of its own, and returned to its perch. Ah, never more. Well, that figures. And now you owe me for two slices. Okay, let's step back a second. Tell me how this all started. Edgar sighed. Then looking at the pizza, he picked up a slice, sniffed it cautiously, and then took a bite. As he chewed, his face changed to one of surprise and delight. Mm, say, this is quite delicious. He took another, bigger bite. Mm, yes, mm, unlike anything I've ever had. Savory ambrosia upon the palate, if I may be so bold. This would go quite nicely with a dry Amontillado. And what a surprise to find artichoke hearts hidden under a layer of cheese. I mean, who thought of that? Why, this is so yummy. I may even attempt a verse in its honor. Um, a verse? Yes. He shrugged. I am a poet and a consummate storyteller. Oh, you haven't heard of me yet, but you will. Great. So tell me how the raven got in the first time. It knocked. It knocked. Yes, that's correct. You're saying this bird knocked on your door? It, well, it was more like a, a rapping or a t -t tapping, actually. But why would a bird knock or rap or tap on your door? Ah, because I want it in, obviously. Edgar and I both gasped at the sound of a complete and conversational statement coming from the raven, and the bird laughed in response to our reaction. Oh, please, don't look so shocked. It didn't occur to you that if I could clearly say never more, that I just may be able to say other things as well? Well, sure. I mean, it's well known that parrots can mimic human speech and, and repeat things, but they hardly know what they are saying. 
because they're stupid parrots. Do I look like a stupid parrot? Huh? Uh, no, no, of course not. I, I beg your pardon. There was a pause as Edgar and I exchanged glances. What do we do now? He shrugged. I don't know. I shrugged. Well, say something. He gestured with his hands. Like what? I gestured back. Ah, enough with the mime show. Let's start by clearing the air. Yes, I deliberately hid from you that I not only understand human speech, I'm actually fluent in 73 different human languages, plus dolphin, rhino, mongoose, cheetah, tufted and non-tufted titmouse, and of course, sub-Saharan aardvark. I can't believe you lied. Ah, you did too. I never. Then why was your pizza order in the name of Edgar Perry when in actuality your name is Poe? What? You're Edgar Allan Poe? Well, yes, uh... Perry is an alias I used to enlist in the army a while back. So, why use it for this? I mean, it's just pizza. I was afraid that if the order came through from E.A. Poe, you would expect a higher tip? I mean, I'm not rich, I'm just a writer. Huh. That's fair. I looked back to the raven. So, hey, Bertie, why start speaking to us all of a sudden? Ah, it's all part of my plan. <laughs> I need to get a message to someone, and I thought it would be a fun way to do it. Well, that sounds cryptic. Oh, it is, but let me spell it out for you. Ah! Before you, you'll see a raven, just a bird. But this is a disguise. When I am in my human form, I'm a killer, a multiple murderer that has continually eluded capture. And I've been playing a game, but it's getting boring. So I'm going to make it a bit more interesting. Edgar, you're going to publish a new poem dictated by and starring me. In fact, you will call it The Raven. And, Darium, you are going to return to your time and document your tale of this delivery online so that it gets back to a certain amusing little podcast. <laughs> I want to give those snarky hosts from Space Croutons a chance to analyze Edgar's new ode for clues to find me. They've been trying for a while, but they're still stumped. And the bodies are starting to pile up. So it's time I help them out. Ah! Make sure this phrase goes into your story, Darium. Study the raven for lives to be saving. <laughs> so, do you both understand your instructions? Yes, I understand. But alas, I must decline. I mean, death does not bother me. You should read some of my stories. But I never collaborate, you see. It's simply out of the question. Uh, what if I can guarantee our poem makes you world famous? Not interested. What if I order you this pizza for lunch every day for a year? Deal. You drive a hard bargain, po' boy. And what about me? Why should I relay this episode to those space crouton guys just to help some killer? Uh, perhaps we can find you a worthy tip in my pile of shiny things I keep in my nest, like the treasure of Lima. It could be worth millions. A quick Google on my phone, and I was sold. Deal. Great. Uh, now, if one of you will kindly open the door. I did so. And the bird flew out, cawing behind it. You shall see me never more! Ah! Well, there you have it, Curdy. That's what I know. Not sure I trust the bird. I never got my tip. And as far as I know, there have been no more pizzas going to Edgar. At least not from Matza Stellar's. 
Regardless, I felt I had to get this to you, but I want no part of it on my Instagram. It's just a bit too creepy. Anyway, hope you're able to get something out of the poem so you can stop the killer. A new fan of the show, Darium Lost. Okay, Sally, you heard the guy. Let's get right on that analysis. I haven't read that poem in years. So that raven thinks it can play with us, huh? Well, we'll just see what we come up with. Your days are numbered, do you hear me? (laughs) Sorry, folks. It's just that I don't like being taunted. We've really got to figure this out. If you've got any thoughts about the contents of the verses, please share them with us at spacecroutons.com. And Sally, any more improvements you have to share before we go? Just one more, Cordy. Never Never And what was that? That was number six, us leaving the listeners wanting more. Well, friends, that pretty much says it all. As my dad used to say, If you're quiet, people might think you're stupid, but if you keep talking, they'll know you are. So say goodnight, Curdy. Goodnight, Curdy. And keep peace in your hearts until our next story time. If you want to join in, if I have to have some hints, tell your friends and neighbors, we'll be adding capers to the space group on season 3.14. Let's go! is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode story by Jeff. Original music by Della, Jeff, John, and Jerry. Production by Jeff. Featuring the voice talents of Barry Shea, Jeff, Sally, and The Raven. Entire work, copyright 2022 by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Good Witch Audio production.